everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, it's Mabon. Or do we it's, decide it's it, it is. Mabon? We don't know. We literally have no idea how to pronounce it, uh, <laughs> but it's the, the vernal equinox. Mm. Uh, it's, it's the autumn equinox for those of us here uh, in the northern hemisphere. The autumnal equinox? Sure. Autumnal equinox? Is that the same thing as vernal? Anywho. I anyway, uh, here's the thing. There are some religions that take the equinoxes and the, the, <laughs> the solstices very seriously. Oh, seriously uh, indeed. Um, we're we're going to talk about the very serious na- matter of of an equinox and uh, and fall and what's happening. Oh, I love fall. Into the seasons. Yes, we'll talk. Save it for later. <laughs> we're going. You and I are going to get into a season fight. Oh no, Dan! No. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Before I get into this story, I just want to state something as a reminder okay. to everybody okay. out there the catholic church's stance on gay marriage is or an even even just the idea of like blessing a marriage right this like this innocuous idea of like oh well we won't do gay marriages but you can come in and we'll bless your union right right the catholic church's stance is that they cannot bless same-sex unions because quote god cannot bless sin Okay, this is official. Yeah, you can't. I think. I think actually, the official term, uh, the official position on it is, "Fuck no." <laughs> All right. So, with that having been stated, I want to share the story about a, a group of Belgian Catholic bishops. I think it's rather official. I th- I just said it in such a way that it didn't sound very official. It's like they're like their their official group, right? Sure. Um, they have proposed a prayer for gay couples. Oh, okay. Be, and and they're being very like careful here. They're like, well, we're walking the line. Yeah, we we are. This is not about blessing their unions. This is about a prayer. Dear God and Jesus, <laughs> please bless these two terrible, Dude. awful, disgusting sinners. <laughs> that they will stop being so gross in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I, I think that it's not that explicit <laughs> as far as like their judgment, <laughs> but nonetheless, this is all in an effort to um, sort of reach out to gay people, hmm. right. To help gay people feel integrated into the church. Right. Because like, that's important. Right. They want to create a climate of respect, recognition, and, and integration. There's that word. They they stressed that the moment of prayer was by no means a sacramental marriage. Okay, good, they good. Said, as long as we're clearing that up, thank God. <laughs> but and and they they note in their sort of announcement that they're going to be praying with gay people that uh, Catholic teaching. Uh, holds that gays must be treated with dignity and respect, right? <laughs> but with the, also a reminder that homosexual acts are, quote, intrinsically disordered, right? <laughs> Which is not a respectful phrase. 
they they searched high and low for that word, <laughs> the perfect word where it's like it it doesn't sound totally offensive, but it I mean it's still all the way offensive, but it doesn't sound like we think you're a terrible human. <laughs> Just yeah. disordered. Just you know, you could be a little more you're a little unkempt. You'd be more you're untidy is what yes. you are as a human. <laughs> you're an untidy human. Just tidy um, up, will you? So they, the, the proposed text for the commitment prayer suggests that the couple thank God for letting them find each other and pledge to be there for one another throughout their lives. Uh, the community then responds with a prayer of its own, uh, praying to God, for God's grace to make their commitment to each other strong and faithful. So... <laughs> But I, I love this. Like this sounds wrong. This doesn't work. <laughs> Thanking God for letting them find each other so that they can live in sin. Right? right? Like, like this May doesn't you have make a any long sense. and prosperous time with each other till you go to hell together. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's so like I kind of read it and I was like, well, for, I had this reaction that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, they're like so 10, 15 years ago. I know. Right? It's ridiculous. It's so, so utterly lame. Even longer ago than that, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's so it's it's just baffling to me. It makes me laugh. It feels like it feels like they should have a new motto. That's like religion. We're almost not hateful. <laughs> We're getting there. We're really close to not being complete bigots. Yeah. We're, we still are, but we're getting there. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to take us up to Canada where oh, wow. there has been a, a, a bit of a, a ballyhoo in Saskatoon. <laughs> uh, this story centers around a fella by the name of Keith Johnson, who was the uh, who, former head of a, of a Christian school. Uh, that's been under a bit of a microscope recently when the uh, the CBC, I think, mm. did a, uh, a published a, a piece on this school and the fact that a whole bunch of students have come forward and said that it's like a terribly abusive place. Oh, geez. Um, they said that they were subjected to things like one kid went through a, quote, violent exorcism to cast out the gay demons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it worked. Um, another, another kid was put in solitary confinement every day for two weeks. So oh. that's great. Wow. Uh, at a school. We're not talking about a prison. This is not a, a you know, a, a juvenile hall or whatever. Not that that would be acceptable there either. Anyway, lots of accusations of abuse. And... Uh, no, the school has not responded in any, uh, in any way that would be, you know, okay or acceptable. Uh, yeah. The, so now, uh, victims that are, that have now grown to more than 30, uh, victims are filing a class action lawsuit against uh, the school. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I find that, uh, appropriate. However... <laughs> The this head guy, uh, this Keith Johnson fella, he's skipped town. He's nowhere to be found. 
Oh, so uh, apparently his son-in-law, who who has admitted that he is in contact with him, uh, they are now making his son-in-law responsible for delivering the papers to him because they can't find him to serve him with papers. Oh my. So they're doing a thing called a uh, substitutional service. Oh, interesting. Where, uh, they're serving the son-in-law and uh, making him get it to him. So, I mean, well, look, I'm surprised that more of these pastors don't skip town anyway. Like, you know, half of them, they all, they all know what they did. You, you might as well run away. Start a new <laughs> life somewhere. Manitoba. Get out of town. So, I mean, it, it does sort of admit uh, some guilt, right? When you it run. Does, it feels it, guilty. It, it feels like a guilty it, act, right? It does. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't feel a hundred percent on the level. Um, <laughs> this school, by the way, has received lots of government funding. What what amounts to currently like seven hundred thousand dollars per year? Oh wow! Uh, okay. So they they were doing pretty good. Um, a lot of the employees of that school are now at other places, and they've started to get fired because this uh, this CBC report was. Uh, pretty exhaustive and talked about a bunch of different uh former employees and stuff so oh wow that's it's collapsing in on itself yeah but goodness gracious when your name is pastor keith johnson and you're on the lamb well that sounds about right these (laughs) days the hearing about a good pastor is the shocking thing (laughs) the news never reports the good stories dan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's true. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to Iran for just a minute. Oh, please. Not yes. a place I want to spend a lot of time, I have to admit. But um, <laughs> but just for a minute uh, to check in on situation there where uh, women have been burning headscarves in, uh, in, in anti-headscarf uh, protests. Um, Whoa. This is in Calm res- down, ladies. <laughs> That is, wow. It is turning into a big deal. This is in response to the death of a, a woman, a 22-year-old woman by the name of Masa Amini. Um, she was arrested by the morality police. <laughs> Love that. Um, Which sounds like a fake thing, but in Iran, nope. you know it's true. It's terribly, terribly real, unfortunately, because she was um, not wearing her headscarf correctly, apparently. Or enough, right? She wasn't covered enough. (laughs) And uh, anyway, so they arrested her. They hauled her off. She was in detention for three days uh, before her family was notified that she had, according to the police, suffered a heart attack, right? Oh, shit. And uh, was in a coma. And she passed away three days later. Well, this story gets out, gets reported on, and the nation has erupted in opposition and outrage over this this incident the the iranian women have not been happy with this whole head compulsory headscarf wearing law for quite some time right right and uh according to this article there's sort of it's required women wear it but there's plenty of women who are kind of you know they they'll they'll just kind of it won't be very sincerely worn. Um, right. 
anyway, um, about 12 cities, huge uh, protests have have uh, have formed. And I don't know. Have you seen these videos, Dan? Have you watched any of them? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any. I don't. I don't know uh, where to find news. Ah, so I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, no, um, there's one that has been seen widely now um, of a woman. She's. It's in a big public square, very large crowd that's chanting, uh, and she has. She's sort of climbed up on something, and she's cutting her hair off. Right. She's, wow. she's actively cutting her hair off and the trap, then the crowd, which I guess cutting your hair is a sign of mourning. So she's, she's getting up and she's oh. mourning for this woman who, um, is a victim of the morality police over, you know, this is a job yeah. issue. And, and so she's up there, she's doing that. And the crowd starts chanting, obviously in Farsi, but, uh, they were, they were shout, uh, shouting death to the dictator which is wild. Wow. Um, and then there's uh, there was another one where it was like a big circle of a big crowd of people. And there was a circle that had sort of opened up in the middle of it. And women were running in and throwing their headscarves into a fire in the middle of the, the, the circle. Um, and again, the crowd chanting all sorts of things. And apparently in that one, it was death to the dictator and something about, the fact that they didn't like the headscarf rules. I, I didn't, I don't remember what that one was, but, Interesting. Um, but it's, it's really turning into a thing. Now there's a history. It might seem like revolution is right on the horizon or whatnot. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the days between recording and uh, the show getting posted, obviously, but right. apparently Iran has a history of like really violently putting down protests. So, yeah, it seems like a scary place to protest. Yeah, I, I would, I would be afraid to do so. But I'm, I, there, I'm, yeah. Man, There's, you push people far enough, and yeah. they'll just put themselves at risk. There are some and serious strength in numbers. Like the, these crowds look really big, like really yeah. huge, huge demonstrations. Um, so something to watch, um, because there that is go. that is a such the regime in Iran. Jesus Christ, could you imagine living through that? I I mean, I feel like I've had a small taste and I don't like it. I, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere near it, but I've yeah. had a small taste of it and uh, I, I opt out. I want I, not. I that. wouldn't even say a small taste. I wouldn't even say it amounts to an amuse-bouche. It is... No? <laughs> no. You don't you don't you don't Compared think that Trump era is at least is at least a a a bit of an appetizer to toward <laughs> that kind of totalitarian regime? I think it uh, had some things that were really good warnings to us. Yeah, things that were scary to see. But no, we weren't living in some regime where we couldn't, you know, speak out against leaders and what have. I don't know. Abortion's tricky now and stuff. So. Yeah, anyway. I'm not saying things are great, but right, right, fair enough. Okay, I'm just saying their situation is really, really bad. So, yes, indeed. All right. Well, uh, speaking of really bad, I'm going to take us to uh, South Carolina. It's it's the worst of the Carolinas by far. Oh, I've I've never actually been to South Carolina. I've been to <laughs> North Carolina. It was fine. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle. No, the, the 
this 2022 to 2023 South Carolina budget has uh, has come out, and there's a line item in there that raised uh, an eyebrow or two, hmm. maybe even dare I say it, a hackle. <laughs> um, which is that? So you know, this is the kind of thing where, and this is you know buried in the thing on page four hundred and forty-three of the budget, and. You know, there's all of these just sort of little, you know, appropriations for this, that, and the other. Uh, to give you an example, the Fairfield County Summer Nutrition Program hmm. got $6,000. That's yeah, very okay. nice. Cool. Uh, Camp David Summer Academic Enrichment got a very nice endowment of $50,000. These are sort of one-time mm -hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the line that says Christian Learning Center of Greenville County. <laughs> now, uh, astute listeners to our show may remember that that's not fucking okay. <laughs> this is, this is a, a religious organization getting a, a grant directly from the state. Uh, not an awesome thing. This is this what this grant is because that uh, that organization is hoping to build a a big. Uh, they're they're hoping to start a big school. Mm. Um, and it's you know the schools for uh, it would be a residential school for disadvantaged and at risk youth. Okay, I mean, unfortunately, that means that they're going to be preached at, and I hate that. I want our disadvantaged youth to not be further disadvantaged by, you know, having Jesus hollered at them all the time. But, you know, whatever. It's nice if people want to help. But it's not okay that the state of South Carolina is giving them, do you want to guess the number? Oh, it's, got, it's going to be a lot. Over 100000 $1.5 million. Oh, my God. So, of course, it's the Christians uh, that get the big... Like some county summer nutrition program, right? Get six six thousand dollars. Right. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was it. And so, okay. So here, there's actually a lesson here, Dan. And I, <laughs> I'm ever. This is the lesson. Hopefully, no Christians. Well, it's my advice to Christians: don't put Christian okay. in the name. You right? Because it's just going to get it caught. It's going to get flagged every single time. Don't call it yeah. such and such church. Don't call it Saint so and so's whatever. Yeah, that's how you get call, away with this call stuff. It the Nudge Nudge Wink Wink Institute of Greenville <laughs> County, and you'll be in great shape. <laughs> so anyway, the FFRF, the FFRF, mm. our friends over at the Freedom from Religion Foundation are suing uh, on on behalf of a few residents there in Good. the state, and we'll see what happens with that. Who knows? But God damn it. It, we're in a, it's, it's the stupidest timeline now. I don't like it. <laughs> well, actually, Dan, um, that story, I think segues really nicely into my next story, which has to do with the results of a poll that were released. I believe this last week, um, by Politico, uh, where they asked 200, uh, let's see, 2,100 random Americans, their position on, whether the United States should be a Christian nation or not. So um, they asked the participants if they believed uh, that the constitution would even allow 
the United States government to declare the U.S. a, a Christian nation, right? Sure. Um, that was, I guess, the first question. And they found that 70% of Americans said that the Constitution would not allow such a declaration, right? Okay, uh, 70%, 70%. That's, 70%, that's solid. 57% of Republicans said that, right? right said so. And but that's, eight, still, that's still almost 60 yeah. <laughs> and 81% of them of Democrats said, uh, agreed with that. And then they followed up by asking, would you favor or oppose the United States officially declaring the United States to be a Christian nation? 62% of respondents said that they would oppose, uh, such a declaration. Okay. That's not enough, but okay. And so let's see, 83% of Democrats, right. Uh, opposed. Right. <sighs> 39% of Republicans. Gosh. <laughs> so that means 61% of Republicans uh, support the idea of declaring the United States a Christian nation. Yeah, that's um, probably a good idea. Yeah. Even though 57% said that that would be unconstitutional. Right. But because they care about the Constitution until it opposes the thing that they actually want. And then they're like, well, but it, I don't think it actually meant that part. They were just kidding <laughs> about that bit. No, they meant it, and they meant it even stronger than it's currently being enforced. But, um, yeah, yeah, isn't that wild? The article goes on, and it breaks it down more by generation and uh, points out the evangelicals were the strongest, you know, group of people to support the idea. Shocking. Of, yeah, Shocking. And, and older people uh, supported the idea in much higher numbers and whatnot. But it's what... What it all boils down to is <laughs> in a country that, that politically swings so much, right? Like, right. like where, when, when one party, if, if one party has a clean sweep, they can get what they want, right? Like if they yeah. have the, the executive and the legislative all dialed in, you know, like we're Democrats are doing okay right now, getting things passed, getting things signed, right? Like things are their legislative agenda. It's not 100% what the, 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 the left would really want, but the Democrats are getting Thanks, stuff done. Joe Manchin. <laughs> the terrifying thought is Republicans getting in power again in this country because their agenda it, it is not a reasonable time for the Republican yeah. party. So we need to really <laughs> work hard to make sure that they are not voted into power. It is brutal. It is an unreasonable moment for Republicanism. For yeah. sure, so, here in these United States. Just put that out there as a motivator, everyone. Yeah, midterms sure. coming up. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I'll close us off with a bit of an update. Last week, uh, we talked about Yeshiva University uh, and how they really, really don't want to host uh, an LGBTQ club because yeah. they... You know, we're Orthodox Jews, and damn it, we want to hate just like everybody else. <laughs> and the U.S. the U.S. Supreme Court got involved, and then uh, and and now they've said that the, now the Supreme Court has said that they have to allow the the club and whatever. Well, they have found a response to that, mm. which is fine. Nobody gets a club. Oh, that old trick. Okay. Yep. Yep. So wow. at least for the time being, they are suspending all clubbiness, uh, at <laughs> least uh, for a while, 
while they mm. sort of sort out what they're to do, you know, and 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 try and figure out what what their next move is. Wow. So you know, bummer for the kids in the uh, the baseball analytics club or the zoology club. <laughs> uh, but yeah. apparently, to the rescue comes a group called JQY, mm. which is a group that actually organized to serve queer Orthodox youth. Mm -hmm. And they are basically, they, they're like, uh, we got your backs and we're going to let you, uh, we're going to fund your, your club. Oh, nice. So and give you a place to meet and blah, blah, blah. And I assume so. If, oh, if, Jewish queer youth is the, oh, name okay. of the thing. I was hard. Nice. I was, I was looking all over for that name. Well, this so damn. yeah, they 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 plan to raise a bunch of money, uh, nice. and I think they're going to support other clubs too. They're just going to be like, you you know what? Fuck it. Everybody gets a club with us. <laughs> you guys you, don't. Fuck. You philatelists and numismatists, you get over here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, every everybody, come and club over here. Uh, so there you go. That reminds me though, Dan, of like Salt Lake City back in the day. Right, West yeah. West High started a gay club, right? Like that's was right. It in the '90s or something, or the early aughts. It was, yeah, it was my time. It was, oh, it was, was it? just barely after my time. Okay, and then the, so the school district was like, no after school activities. That's right. <laughs> we don't do clubs here anymore. There's no more clubs. <laughs> and it's always just the most harmless thing in the world. It's like yeah. it's not. I mean, it's funny because these these administrations make it seem like it's like. The gay sex and dungeon club or whatever, but it's right. just the it's just like gay people talking about the experience of being gay. Yeah. I think you'll be okay. Yeah. I think everybody will be okay. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. I hope that it closes Yeshiva for good. I hope I I, I I'm sure religious, that'll happen. Re religious schools are stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you'd like to write to me and tell me that I'm anti-Semitic for even suggesting that or whatever. Feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, as a former uh, Sooner, as a uh, as a uh -huh. former uh, resident of the fine state of Oklahoma, uh -huh. you you know that uh, sometimes that state, like our own, can be can can be plagued with a uh, uh, with drought. Oh yeah, uh, yeah okay. I don't know the Dust they've, Bowl. They've famously, had a, they've had a bit of a. That's right. Famously, there was a a whole a whole section where there was called the Dust Bowl. Anyway, Oklahoma Senator James Lankford uh, hmm. is talking in this in the clip we're about to play. To uh, I'm not even sure who he's talking to. Now he he's going to talk about a moment um, when some rain finally came in. As Hammond Meta points out on his uh, Twitter account. He doesn't mention that the state actually got flooded in major cities, which would be, you know, bad. But uh, but but he has he knows the reason why it started to rain. So I believe that as these states embrace biblical truth as it pertains to life, 
that I believe God's going to bless those nations, those, so. those states. As those states come in alignment with God, I believe it's going to be a testimony to the rest of the nation. Again, another sign of God's mercy that he will pour out his blessing on those that choose to walk in his way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and that's, that's, not, that's not some radical principle just for people to be faithful and for God to bless them. I mean, it's just the most basic principle of all. Uh, as, as funny as it sounds, we've experienced a big drought in Oklahoma. The week after, the week after we, we passed this law to be able to protect the lives of children, we had the most overwhelming rainstorm that came across the state. And it was such an interesting conversation among people in the church like, did that just happen? Did, did that just occur? Uh, right, did I, that I just, just happen? <laughs> yeah, it rained. Did, it did, rained. Did they, just, did they just pass a hateful anti-abortion law? Yeah. And then a whole week later... Or it it rained a lot. Yeah. Um. What 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 is it? Post hoc ergo proctor hoc or whatever. Right. Yeah. Something they're, like that. After therefore because of it or something. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. that's cool. That's a that's a classic fallacy. Right. Indeed it is. <laughs> Indeed it is. Which is why they were asking if it happened. <laughs> I guess. Oh my god! Oh, like man. it's it is amazing that like something like, you know rain happening right can can, yeah. can just be like yep we're on the right track we are doing the lo- <laughs> this is going well this is going great oh that's amazing. oh man it's really oh. <sighs> well i guess uh hopefully they never succeed enough with their hateful efforts that that for for them to be proven wrong right right but I would yeah. love them to be proven wrong because like, you know, the planet is warming. Things are just going to continue to get more extreme and awful. Your droughts are going to yeah. be longer and drier. Your rainy seasons are going to be intense and awful. Well, and, and, and apparently that particular Senator is a climate change denier. So that that's perfect. So yeah. Okay. Great. Wonderful. So we had some folks write into us, call into us. Uh, let's get right to it. Megan wrote in to say, hey, Frank and Dan, I wanted to affirm what Dan was saying last week about centering some of our rhetoric around Christian fear, uh, around the way it's used to manipulate them. I know a lot of people feel uneasy about this, as Frank did initially, saying he likes thinking of them as agents of their own hate. (laughs) I understand this reaction, and this mindset makes it easier to cope with the hurt that they cause us. But that black and white way of labeling a group as hateful and fully aware does take away some important nuance, and it's exactly what they do to us all the time. It's dangerous to discourage empathy towards any group, period, especially as people who believe in reform. This doesn't mean excusing anyone's behavior, but it does mean acknowledging the systems of control that keep them in a state of fear and submission. There isn't always such a strong divide between victim and perpetrator. They aren't always mutually exclusive. I think centering the way they are manipulated could be a good way to encourage more critical thinking and show show them that we aren't the God-hating, emotionless monsters we are often painted to be. I know it's hard to acknowledge the humanity of people who deny ours, but there's a lot of strength in that. It may even be what helps us reach them. It was for me. Hmm. So there you go. Thanks, Megan, for that. 
Turns out Frank was totally wrong and I was totally right. <laughs> that's exactly uh, what she and said. I, I feel like that's the crux of it. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the mm-hmm. main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> SLP wrote into us, said, Dear Frank and Dan, I think we need a follow-up to Dan's exploratory ex- escapades to the Jordan Peterson Bible study group. Mm. Uh, I think this one hits me particularly hard. As an evangelical, the real man in the real manly times of the '90s, Promise Keepers, Ride Your Harley, Game Night, which was where you brought whatever wild game you had killed and swapped and grilled it in a manly but no beer event. Oh, um, <laughs> so manly! I've watched the right grow increasingly obsessed with being whatever the hell they think an alpha male is, and if I find my values from that time. Jordan Peterson is in no way it. Hmm. He uses $10 words, is snobby as shit, and whines way too often. (laughs) So this Jordan Peterson Bible study group really has impressed on me exactly how weirdly changed everything has become. Hmm. Anyway, you know, here's the thing. I don't, I I think that that's an interesting point because, yeah, Jordan Peterson is very much a, a, he's a bit effete. He has, he, he, uh, his gesticulations feel almost effeminate sometimes. Uh, I don't. I don't see why he's such a big hero of the, the sort of incel right. But he, hmm. they love him. I don't know. The Jordan Peterson Bible Study Group is a fascinating place. I will tell you. I don't interact all the time, but when I do, uh, I try to make sure that I, that I stay on the just barely on the side of still maybe they could believe that I that I believe the Bible is true. And normally what I do if I'm challenging them on anything is just quote the Bible to them, uh, <laughs> which is more than enough. That is, uh, they, they don't know their own book at the fuck all. It is amazing. <laughs> and they don't know their the history. They don't know anything. So it is fun to uh, to go after them. Uh, a little bit fun. And then it just, here's the thing. They are so fucking calcified in their thinking that even when you present them with, you know, sort of words on paper, this is your book saying this, this isn't me saying this, this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're like, that's not what it means. <laughs> the, it's something else. No, no, no. It's blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, eventually it just becomes like, okay, I'm just, hitting my head against a wall here. (laughs) So for the most part, what I do is I just sort of throw something shocking out at them. And then I just leave. I don't, they comment, they, you know, there's strings of people yelling at me and then, but I don't respond, (laughs) which I think is a fun way to handle it. Oh, they hate you so much. They do. It's great. I love it. Uh, we have a voicemail, don't we? We do indeed. Hi, guys. Uh, this is River from Texas, and I just listened to your conversation about satanic panic and stuff like that, and fear especially. And I wanted to thank you both, and especially you, Frank, for your honesty and vulnerability in like showing us what it's like to to say, oh, hey, that's like a, I'm having like a strong and strained reaction to something that I'm being told. 
and I don't know how to process that reaction, and I don't know if that reaction is true or correct, but I need to work through it and think about it and understand it. That's a really hard thing to do. And I think that, Frank, you you had compassion for that thought. And Dan, you had curiosity for, like, where it was coming from and and what it might be rooted in. And I don't know. You just you, – you showed us what it's like to have those conversations um, at all with another person, but also, like, that's the same template you use when you're dealing with it internally and you don't have anybody to talk to it or talk through it with. So I wanted to thank you for doing that. I hope you have a good day. Well, thank you, River. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, it's one of those things, you, look, at very least, uh, you know we're being authentic because... <laughs> We don't always know what the fuck we're going to be doing, how we're going to respond to each other or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's yeah, clearly I mean, not a scripted show. And, but no, and that's, that is a, that's a nice uh, perspective because, you know, like in retrospect, it's funny that the conversation caught me so off guard. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean, it really kind of is like thinking back through it. It's like, you know, like I like to land on the side of being empathetic and, yeah. Thinking through what the other side might be, you know, what they're up against and, and and whatnot. And I just was in a moment of, no, I really dislike these people. And they that's actively totally understandable. They actively like I think that was the same episode where the audio clip you were like, I can't find anywhere. They don't say the F word, I mean, the gay F word. Right. Yeah. Like the, and, and it's just, it's, we don't want to put that out there too much. Like it's triggering. And so like the, these are people who actively are like in opposition to me, my life, my marriage. Yeah. My, just, and like just you living a happy life, not yeah. hurting nobody. Yeah. They, they want, they want to screw it up for you. Yeah. And in that moment, you're like, preaching empathy and trying to <laughs> care about the fact that they might be a little fear motivated and I wasn't having any of it. <laughs> yeah. Fair so enough. It's, I, it was a funny, funny reaction to me in retrospect, but anyway, yeah. thank you river. That, that was, that was nice. That was, that was nice. Uh, yeah. do we have some folks to thank? Uh, we do indeed, Dan, we have a new patron over there on, patreon a new teacher in fact by the name of david so thank you so much Wonderful. david for uh, signing up to uh, support the show if you'd like to join david you can do so go to our website thinkgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab and there's some options there and dan as always we have our top donor to thank our lord and savior davis Woo! stick around there's more show coming right up Dan. Yes, sir. Do you know what I love more than anything in this whole wide world? Uh, tell me. Any excuse 
uh, to consume anything with pumpkin spice. <laughs> like it is. I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be. I, I knew you were going to go with uh, with something uh, traditionally autumnal. Uh, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for pumpkin spice. Yeah. Did I? I, I uh, oh, I think I told it on the show. Did I tell it on the show that I didn't even realize what the pumpkin spice didn't have pumpkin in it until recently? <laughs> oh man, it just always it, sounded I, disgusting to me. <laughs> I I do like a nice pumpkin spice uh, thing. Oh yeah, I'm a fan. I um, need to get over my aversion to it. Apparently, yeah. I mean. It's just yummy. It's just spices. Well, I thought spices it had pumpkin. I thought people were like <laughs> having like pumpkin lattes. I don't know how this <laughs> never occurred to me. But anyway. Oh, well, I mean, it's understandable. It's okay. <laughs> but no, they're not putting squash in their coffee. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, though, mm. it is, uh, you know, as, as you and I record right now, we're recording on a day that we don't normally record. Uh, but we're recording on a Thursday. It is the autumnal equinox. It's the, the it's the vernal equinox, whatever that means. The verns uh, come out, <laughs> and it is, uh, and that means that uh, the the pagans are are in their element. Indeed, I think vernal refers to the spring, and autumnal. Or whatever. Oh, the fall. May, I could be wrong about it. I've never known just, what the hell any of that shit means. <laughs> because it's so important. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dan, this is a, it's a big time. You know, like we're in a transition. We're transitioning to, to colder weather, you know, yeah. shorter days. We're, we're um, transitioning from, in our case, the hellscape of uh, <laughs> triple digit heat to the horrible, horrifying hellscape, other hellscape of death, sadness, and, uh, and, and frigid cold. Yeah. And so it's a time to celebrate. Yeah, that's right. In the meantime, <laughs> we'll have some lovely moments. We'll get to, it, it'll, it'll be sweater weather. Oh, my favorite uh, it'll weather. It'll be uh, all this stuff. But also, uh, somebody out there is going to build themselves a bonfire and have themselves a real world spiritual experience dancing around it for whatever reason. <laughs> well, we talked and uh, Mabon. Is that what, how we decided to say it? Mabon, Mabon. Mm. I, I think it's pronounced Mabon, but mm -hmm. I don't know. The, named for a Welsh god, I suppose. Oh, um, Mabon. Yeah. And, okay. And boy, those, uh, those, neo-celts those pagans the modern pagans are excited because this is one of the you know they love themselves an equinox they love themselves a solstice mm. um and i love to make fun of them uh it is a delight in my life that they are <laughs> that they literally start invoking gods and goddesses that from various and so, like they don't even care which gods and god like this one's a Celtic one and that one's a Welsh one and this one and uh, you know Apollo and what yeah. it doesn't they don't care well Just, yeah we and, know somebody who gets into all this kind of stuff you probably know maybe yeah. I, I don't know but like we know someone in common who like really gets into the witchy stuff 
Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I can't tell if it's how much in like what percentage is in seriousness and which percentage is just diving in and having fun. Right. Sure. And that's the thing. It, most of the stuff like we, you know, we sort of did a very brief look, you know, poking around online to figure out like, how do you celebrate Mabon? <laughs> and it's, it's not like they're being like, it's very important that you have this, this, and this. You must put them in a circle at exactly blah, blah, blah. No, they're like, decorate your porch, you know, go apple picking, you know, all of these sort of sorts of like just declutter. The list may as well just be fun things to do in the fall. Right. Uh, Except for decluttering. And it was on all the lists. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's not fun. clean your house and get rid of stagnant or negative energy <laughs> is the one I'm looking at. Oh God. I can't, you know what? I don't, I don't like that kind of talk anyway, but since I personally can't stand the smell of burning sage, it, mm. it's particularly nasty to me. <laughs> don't smudge people yeah. or smudge in your own na- nose and, oh. and don't, don't force it on me. I just love the, the, the Venn diagram here of people who like celebrate witchy things and Mm -hmm. uh, shop at the container store. Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a big deal, but there's clearly overlap. Like I get it. Like it totally makes sense (laughs) to me. (laughs) Totally. Well, you got to keep your, uh, you got to keep your, uh, your, your Samhain stuff from your Mabon (laughs) stuff. You know, you got to, everything's got to be, compartmentalized so you don't make a mistake and accidentally put a pumpkin in the wrong place or something. (laughs) I just think, so you, we were talking about this. I laugh a lot about these pagans, the witchy people, because they, they, half of them don't believe anything about real magic or, Mm. or they just, they like astrology, but they don't believe that you can cast spells or they do believe that you can cast spells and they like astrology and the, the (laughs) ley lines and whatever in the world and energy is magical and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But at least on a fundamental level, I got to give them this. Their holidays are based on something real. <laughs> like the fact is that today the earth is straight up and down to the sun. Like, like the, you know, it's like a, there's an actual measurable season thing right. that, that, that they're like sort of having a moment with. And to me, that's better than a lot of re- most religious holidays. <laughs> Yeah, like most religious celebrations are of, it turns out, fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> they are not related to anything grounded in reality. Right. So, but I just like the alignment of whatever with whatever, right? Why does that mean you need to start a gratitude journal? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Anything's a good year. Anything's a good excuse for a gratitude journal. <laughs> it's a, you're, you're, you're just going great. There, there's no yeah. bad, there's no wrong reason for yeah. a gratitude journal. What I, what I love about this article that I pulled up about all this is uh-huh. this, 
this paragraph is well at least it starts out it, they know me right it says do you uh, have a collection of beautiful notebooks you've never written in <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i do i do yes article you know me so well <laughs> Oh, Lordy Jesus. All right. Well, happy fall, everybody. Uh, make sure that you're, you you do your gratitude list. Uh, go ahead and uh, tidy up your home and start a bonfire because uh, winter's just around the corner and that's going to suck. Yeah. And eat eat um, an apple. Go out there, eat Pick an apple, do some, do some crafts. Uh, visit visit a farm whatever you gotta do yeah uh and uh at least we know that that fall is real uh unless you're (laughs) in the southern hemisphere oh then it's spring uh, is real then congratulations it's spring uh you guys have fun things to look forward to well friends uh if you would like to comment on this or any of the things that we've talked about for this show, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message about it. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page. Would you? Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. You just click the like button and then you've liked us. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.